Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, 16th Street Fitness in Greeley's auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. This auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos, always great promotions. The weekend of January 5th, you're either going to get a Kawasaki side-by-side with snow tracks or a little over $22,000. Yeah, it's your choice. Get finalist entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings or by redeeming players' points. And don't forget to check out their sports book, great menu, and really loose slots. They can't say that. I can't. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Sean Payton was peppered more than a few times about how the game ended on Sunday with the interception in the end zone as well as the struggles in the passing game. He talked about communication. He said that wasn't very good. He said he is concerned and it's troubling. This is happening at this time of the year. And then he specifically addressed the final play of the game that led to the pick and said, I don't blame you for looking at that play and kind of wondering where people are and where the ball is going. I was doing the same thing. So let's give the last play the name of chaos. The shift doesn't happen, and we are playing street ball. Does this sound like, I don't want to say he's throwing his guys under the bus, nah. but maybe a little bit. Mm. Guys weren't lined up. Mm. This can't be happening. All of those things. I mean, he went on to say during his press conference, Russ is missing open wide receivers. All of those things. Uh, also said it's a. Um, also said that uh, that he made that he made a bad call in the first series of the set. I think it's I think it's a jumble of all things together. I I I resist him the idea of him throwing guys under the bus. I think that they've arrived where they've arrived at six and six. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let's not. I mean, it's not. They're not nine and three. They're six and six. But still, I think the progress that they have made has been fairly remarkable in a lot of ways. And I think that they have done it together. I think that you've got a locker room that is in lockstep with their leader. And I think that you've got a leader that generally trusts the roster. And they have had success doing it. Last weekend gives them a lot of talking points to get better at because it was not a great effort. The plan the plan might have been fine, but it wasn't enacted very well. It wasn't executed very well. It was just not a great showing by this football team. And yet, if you're going to see the glass half full, there they were with four chances to win it at the end of the game. Fine. All of those things can be true. I think that I think that they're in this for the long haul. I think that I will be surprised if they aren't much better this week 
just from a standpoint of execution. Because I do think that this team gets in, looks at film, sees correctable things, and tries to fix it. I I, I really do. I, I believe that that is one of the hallmarks of this football team. There's only an hour difference between Houston and Denver. Yeah. Game started here at 11 o'clock, so it started in the morning. Out there, it started in the afternoon. Noon. But with the way the game started, Cortland drops a pass, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Punt gets partially blocked, Mm -hmm. uh, giving up long pass plays. Yeah. Did it kind of look like the Broncos started the game just rolling out of bed? Yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, maybe even more than a little bit. And, and, you know, that seems almost impossible to conceive of. I mean, this is what you do. You've always got to be ready to play. It doesn't make any difference what time of the day that you are playing it. But, yeah, it, it, they did. They looked like, it, like there were some cobwebs that they were trying to shake loose from. And they figured it out, not really maybe offensively all day long. Defensively, they did get it figured out, and they played well and put their offense in a position to win the football game. But, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are, those are all things that have to be taken into account because that is the responsibility of a coach and his staff to have his team ready to play, period. That's fact. Got to be ready to play, whether it's noon, 3 in the afternoon, 7 o'clock at night, be ready to play football. I'm just wondering how a team – 11 games into a season could look so incredibly disorganized. Mm. And I don't want to call it the most important play of the game, but at the time of the play. Oh, at the moment, it was, yeah, absolutely. Hey, look, you you laid the quote out in the first hour. Sean Payton, communication has to improve, especially on the road. Too many snaps where guys aren't ready or we didn't get the shift or we didn't get the call. That is troubling, especially this time of year. Especially a guy who talks about communication. You bet. Who talks about details. But all 11 guys failed on one play? Yeah. It's hard enough that if one guy fails, the entire play can blow up. Well, you you just talked about something that Peyton said. My experience has always been in the details. It's the little things. Those things have to be better. He's got, a, he's got a few things on his plate to work on this week. I mean, this is as much a checklist for him as it is his team, don't you think? Yeah. I think it is. I'm just wondering how many times this play was run in practice flawlessly because everybody had a meltdown because the moment was too big. I mean, all these guys have played at some point in their career mm-hmm. big games, right? Yeah. But they all had a meltdown. At the same time? I don't know which play it was directly, but my memory of it is they were trips left, and they they do some interesting things with movement at the line of scrimmage with their set. They go into their original set, and they're in a triangle. Two receivers in front, one receiver in back. And then a lot of times they move positions within the triangle. They shift. Literally, once the play is set, they shift. Right. They and throw then, off the defense. And, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then they go into their burst or into their patterns. Well, that didn't happen at all. Go back and look where Cortland Sutton was on that play. 
Cortland Sutton was basically uh, along the sideline on the line of scrimmage. He didn't even get into the end zone playing st- playing street ball. You, you know what those three receivers look like? You ever walk into a, and usually this stuff is sold at like a tchotchke shop. Like you, you go to like the boardwalk in Ocean City, Maryland, uh-huh. and you see like a wood carving of three monkeys in one hand. <laughs> well, one of the monkeys has his hand over his ears. One has his hand over his mouth. One one guy, one monkey has his hand over his eyes. Yeah. Hear no evil, see no, no evil. evil. I mean, that's what those three guys look like. Or 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 the three, or, and or the three stooges, right? Right. I mean, one or the other. Yeah, it was a combination thereof. It was this. It was it was as bad a last winning effort for a team that you had come to understand and appreciate the level. Uh, progress that they have made in the very things that they weren't good at at the end of the last game. I am, it was tough. I'm not suggesting the moment was too big for these guys. Oh, no, not at all. Right. I hear you on that. But it looked like they all crumbled under the pressure of one play. I'm not saying that's who they are as a group. I'm not saying that's who they are as individual players. But on the biggest play of the game, they all look like uh, what are we doing? Well, yeah, and being even more colloquial, it, where they had their heads where the sun doesn't shine, basically, in yeah. that play. It was just, it was bad. It was bad from the snap. I would like to know, but no one is going to answer this truthfully, certainly on the record. Where where did the miscommunication begin? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not looking to point fingers at somebody, but generally speaking, how did this go so poorly, especially if you have practiced this? Yeah. I don't, I, this should yeah. be muscle memory. Yeah. I mean, you're calling a play in a moment of the game where you have to execute. I'm guessing that play has been practiced more than a few times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it has been because that's Sean Payton's M.O. Right. And secondly... And I don't think there was any changing of the script at the line of scrimmage. I think that they were in their set. They had a series of a design that they wanted to run, and they just weren't able to execute it. Go back and look at the pass on the straight line to Sutton at the back of the end zone and, and go find where Judy Jerry Judy was. He was open. Jerry Judy was open on that play, ran a little, ran a little hitch and then crossed late. But Russ looked like he was locked into to, into fourteen, into Cortland Sutton. Well, so th- that's I mean, something we're going to talk about later on in the show, mm-hmm. because if Sean Payton is vacillating back and forth on whether or not to bring back Russell Wilson, I think it's something like that. At thirty-five years old, and I know that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but if you can't get Russell Wilson to see the field. That's not a good long-term solution. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Coming up after the break, Shadur Sanders is the favorite to win the Heisman. The question is, will his likely new offensive coordinator help him get there? The Broncos lose another coach. Not surprising, but this guy just happens to be his best recruiter. And then Deion Sanders addressed Sean Lewis leaving. And I got to tell you, it was his bold face of a lie as I have heard from any coach in a long time. That's next.
no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, 16th Street Fitness in Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you are looking to have a great time, whether you want to go out with the guys, whether you want to host a birthday party for your kids, if you just want to take your kids to Bounce Empire and Lafayette, highly recommended 50,000 square feet of an in, in, indoor inflatable amusement park for adults, kids, and families. Uh, they have the world's largest inflatable indoor obstacle course that I've gone through. And for me, I must tell you, at 55, it was pretty exhausting, but it was pretty fun. Because I'm thinking, when is this thing going to end? But for those who are younger, mm. you're going to love doing that. And by the way, a lot of Colorado buffs have gone over there. I would imagine. Yes. That's kind of a I mean, what a cool place, man. Yeah. I, it's unique. I think that's one way to look at it. Now, if an obstacle course isn't your thing, but it is for your kids, you got plenty of options as well. Uh, they have an adults-only VIP bar and lounge. Um, they have an outstanding outdoor deck you can hang out on. Um, the food, amazing. Their executive chef was trained by a pair of Michelin star chefs. Mm. And also, they have a sports theater, 10-foot projector. Go watch your favorite game place really has something for everyone, whether it's a guy's night, family night, date night, birthday party, Bounce Empire has it all. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000 square foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. Shadur Sanders, current favorite to win the Heisman Trophy next season. Deion Sanders says Pat Shermer most likely will be the Buffs offensive coordinator next season. Does the offense get better with <laughs> with our guy, I, I Mr. We Practice Incompletions, yeah. Pat Shermer? I, it doesn't evoke a great deal of confidence in me, but, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. I, I think that it would seem logical for me to assume if I give this coaching staff some credit and – assume that they will try to learn from their inadequacies and mistakes of this first season, that they will get better exponentially better uh, in stocking, in stocking a roster and in devising game plans uh, to utilize their people in the right way. Shador Sanders is so talented that it seems difficult for me to believe that anybody could contain him. So it kind of falls into the old joke of the Dean Smith was the only guy that could ever slow down Michael Jordan. I don't think Pat Shermer will be interested in putting blinders on Shador Sanders. Pat Shermer's a bit of a uh, punchline in Broncos country, but the guy's done it for a long time at a high level. And he didn't do it for a long time at a high level because he was fooling people. He knows to some degree what he's doing. Now, the question is... That's not much of a compliment. Well, no, but I mean... but To some degree, he knows what he's doing. Well, I mean, he's he's done it well enough to be continually employed 
either at the professional level or at the college level. The so, NFL, like any other sport, is a good old boys network. Mm-hmm. You hire your friends. Yeah. Well, he's been you hire people you want to work with. He's been a former assistant coach of the year. He's been a he's been a guy that's had some bad offenses. He's been a guy that's had some good offenses. He's never had a great offense. <clears throat> no, he's never had a top offense. And oh, by the way, the college game is very different no than question. the NFL. Yeah. It is. I mean, to me, his offense is antiquated mm-hmm. going into a college game that is all about putting up monster points. Well, if 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 that is still his guiding light, then there's going to be issues. Yeah. But I think that I, I give people the benefit of the doubt because I think that Deion Sanders, I don't think he's I, I don't think that he's toned up. I, I think that he's aware that he needs to make improvement. And I think, and, and to do that, he's, he's not a guy that's going to be hands-on in the coaching. He's a guy, he's, he's a, he's the head of the company, right? He's, he's the guy. You've got to be able to delegate and trust in those that you delegate. How did you, how did you phrase that? He's the what? He's kind of, he's the head of the program. Yeah, he's the head of the program. He is the head of the program, but I would argue he's just as much of the face of the program. Could but, absolutely. But those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Being the face of the program and being the guy who's the head of the program. Okay, but I mean because but I he think, likes his face everywhere. Yes, whether it's almond commercials or whatever else. But he's also the last word. He's, and so, to me, that he's the head of it, too. But he's got to be better in day-to-day operations, week-to-week operations. He's got to be better in those types of things. You didn't even mention his coaching. That's, and, well, that's and, what I'm talking about. There was about. tremendous yeah. mismanagement of the clock in sure. more than a few games. With that, it looks like Pat Shermer is in. We know that Sean Lewis is out. Deion Sanders, yesterday, brushed off a question about Lewis leaving the program. You made a change at the end of the season at the coordinator position. Yeah. Now that coordinator has moved on to be a head coach at another school. It was that was the plan. It was Wasn't a, that the plan? Yeah. Okay, when you leave as a head coach and you come as a coordinator, don't you think you have plans to blow up and leave again? That was the plan. So the plan was executed. I am happy for Sean Lewis. I am happy for whomever he took with him. I'm happy that he's elevated. Sean is a good guy. I have no quarrels with Coach Lewis. Coach Lewis did a phenomenal job in the time that he was able to do his job. I'm happy for him. Don't lie to me. Seriously. Don't insult my intelligence when you tell me that's the plan. Was the plan to demote him during the season? Was that the plan? Really? No. That was the plan. Don't lie to me. You might be happy for Sean Lewis that he left. As a matter of fact, you wanted him to leave. You told him that you wanted him to leave when you demoted him. Sean Lewis was not staying with the program, and that was not the plan. I'm not asking you to give me a full throttled truth because I don't think you're going to do it, and yes, you have to say the right things. Do you really think for a minute that when Sean Lewis got hired by San Diego State, he meant everything he said by... Thank you so much, Deion Sanders. He was pissed at Deion Sanders. How about Brewster, who had to say the right thing when he left because you want to keep getting jobs? Sure. Don't lie. That was not the plan. The plan was for him to stay there. 
until he got a head coaching job. And oh, by the way, um, when he was at Kent State, I don't think his dream next job was to go from Kent State to San Diego State. It was to go to a Power 5 school. So Sean Lewis took a step back to be an offensive coordinator and then took a lateral move as a head coach. That's what he did. I will agree with you on this. The plan was not to bring Sean Lewis in and then to demote him two-thirds of the way through the season. Clearly. Correct. That, that's just a bad business model. Come on. That, that's, that's, that's a bad chain of command. And, and I don't buy that for a second. Rest of it, fine. Why wouldn't you be happy for someone that you brought in? I, I mean, I would be. I, I wouldn't have any problem with that. that that'd be fine. Because it reflects well on you. Sean Lewis going to San Diego State to be the head coach of a program that can be pretty damn good, quite frankly, can be pretty good. Well, they're about to get a pretty good quarterback probably in their program. Yes, they are. The guy who was supposed to come to see you. Absolutely. But the guy wanted to play for Sean Lewis. Sure. And now you have defensive ends coach Nick Williams, who is considered the Buffs' best recruiter. He's leaving to join Syracuse. Here's a ripple effect of that. Four-star edge rusher. King Joseph Edwards was supposed to come here. Now he's going to be going to Syracuse. Syracuse. With that, this stuff happens. Yeah. And I get it. Every I'm, program. You're I, right. I am not pointing fingers at Deion Sanders. Guys leaving for the portal. Coaches leaving. That stuff does happen. I get it. But with that, is losing Williams that big of a deal considering Sanders is really the draw to Colorado? It's really not Nick Williams. It's really Deion Sanders. Or is it a big deal when you consider the Buffs lost a top quarterback recruit? They lost another pretty good recruit in King Joseph Edwards, who was a four-star recruit, but the kid wanted to play for Lewis. I think it's important in terms of stability. I, well, because- I'm, yeah, I'm, my, my bad. I want to make sure I say this correctly. The kid who wanted to play for Lewis is the quarterback. Uh-huh. Okay, Those guys wanted to play for those positions. Yeah, the edge rusher wants to play for uh, Williams. For Williams, right. But here is my thing is the glitz and the glamour has now gone there will be some of that draw still but nothing like it was the first time through it you can't repeat it you can't it's a different responsibility now the responsibility now is making this program competitive competitive oh ask buff fans and they are competitive they didn't lose by 20 points a game under Durrell. they only lost by seven or less i don't worry about fans I can look at a program and say, is CU a competitive program as they sit today going to the Big 12? Yeah, they're competitive. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're competitive. Well, let, let's see the new five offensive linemen they bring in. <laughs> and defensive front, right? Right. These are all questions. So what, you're, I, what I would be looking for at this point, and I'm not Deion Sanders, I would be looking for stability. Do I have stability in my coaching staff? Are we on the same page? Or can we can we plug the holes through the portal or with good aggressive recruiting um, that we know need to be taken care of? The offensive and the defensive fronts. There are no there are no secrets. They've got plenty of skill guys. They've got to get better. 
on the offensive and defensive fronts, and they've got to be able to run the football or at least have some reasonable facsimile of a running game, period. I'll be curious to see what happens in the portal, and here's why. You look at Sanders and his family. Shiloh's done after this year. Shadour's done Mm -hmm. after this year. Travis Hunter is done after this year. Don't you really have to think, if I commit to Colorado, specifically as a high school kid, is Dion even going to be around? I think that's a very fair question. You can make the case. If If you're smart about it, if you can connect the dots, if you can think about it in those terms. Well, I think... I think players are thinking about that. Right. Now, if you're saying, hey, I get to go to Colorado and they're paying me this much money, I'll I'll fill up my bank account and then I'll leave. Yeah. But, yeah. You, but you really do have to wonder about Deion Sanders. How much longer is he going to stay? And he, and he has accused other coaches of saying that about him. And you know what? They're probably right. How much longer is he going to be there? It's be- a logical question. Because when his kids leave right. and his kids come first, yeah. what's he going to do? I'm So you're going to go there and go for there for one season potentially and then have to go through the portal again? Although I don't think you can go through the portal again. Mm-mm. Right. Right. Then you're stuck. Yeah. Well, and the rules are changing a little bit. Unless you're a graduate student, you can't just transfer and play. So, so you're getting we're getting back to the more normal function of transferring um, graduate students, obviously uh, with a fifth year of eligibility can, can go and play immediately. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of these quarterbacks. I actually look at going to Colorado as a worse position for a recruit and a transfer portal guy this year than last year. It was his first season. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be there for at least two seasons. Yeah. Now you're really rolling the dice here. Again, if you're a transfer portal guy, you can't transfer again, can you? How many guys do you Well, think- no, can you? I don't believe you can. You can't transfer multiple times. Unless you have, like, medical hardships or things like that. Yeah, it depends. I, yeah, I don't know how it breaks down in you terms might of be, eligibility. You might be stuck here, and Dion might walk away. It's well within the realm. Right. I mean, yeah. I think there is more uncertainty about this program now than there was when he was hired. I think there's a lot of uncertainty in college football in general. No, I, I get that, but let's not paint this with a broad stroke. Let's yeah. stay focused on this. Yeah. What I'm saying is you don't know how much longer Deion's going to no. be here. When, when his boys leave, what's he going to do next? They finished with four wins. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're looking at it as a, as a recruit saying, do I want to be part of a four-win team? When Bill McCartney was recruiting in the late 1980s, he said to those recruits, you are the core of this team. Let's do this together. There were a lot of talented guys. Let's do this together. That's how Mike Pritchard explained it to me. Is that the way it's being explained to these recruits by Deion Sanders? We're going to bring in this recruiting class, and we're going to be together for four years, and you're going to be together for four years, and you're going to be a pledge class that eventually joins the fraternity, and we're going to win together. Yeah, I don't think anybody thinks in terms of four years anymore. I just don't. I agree. I mean, I really The times have changed. Yeah, I just, I think that that, that's a, that is a bygone notion, man. Five years in one place? (laughs) Right. What? Coming up after the break, Sean Payton was asked about the uh, TV broadcast showing Jerry Judy 
appearing to be open on fourth down. And then if you look at the all 22, there are other instances where yeah. he's open sure. again. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think guys like Judy who are seem to be open, right? Should he and Russell Wilson even, I don't want to say be on the same team. I, I guess, I, let me let me rephrase. I'm totally botching this tease here. No. I'm wondering, I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. If you're Sean Payton, are you looking at Russell Wilson and saying, this guy's missing open guys, and he's 35 years old. Film don't lie. Is this a guy I want to keep moving forward? Mm. That's next. Mm. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at Reach us, Roller Auctions, Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, 16th Street Fitness and Greeley's auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, Weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. The auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Sean Payne was asked yesterday about the TV broadcast showing Jerry Judy appearing to be open on the fourth down play. What he said was that was a play where they dropped coverage and he very easily was a viable target for a big play. Yes, I think he was a viable target. He was. But the important thing is get that first down on fourth down. And that's what Russell Wilson did. And I think that was the right decision. However, Sean went on to say, finally, he was able to make a few talking about Judy in that game. Really, if you look at the tape closely and you watch all of it, and I know some of you get to do that, if you watch all of it, holy cow, there are about two or three of those plays. Yeah, that is um, that is recognition that they need to do, that Russ needs to see the field better. But this has been going on most of the season. And I'm wondering, when Sean Payton eventually evaluates Russell Wilson at the end of the season, does he look at a guy who can make big plays with his feet mm-hmm. and his arm mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter? Does he look at a guy who doesn't throw the deep ball like he used to? Does he look at a guy who has trouble with Sean Payton's way of calling plays? Does he look at it as, man, there are a lot of opportunities out there and Russell keeps missing them? That's a good question. And I don't know if there is a clear answer on that because what is the alternative? That is, you know, it's so funny you should say that because you see on Twitter, social media, talk to fans, get rid of Wilson. The question is, who do you replace him with? What's the alternative? Because, I don't know. And it's the other phrase, trade him. Okay, what are you getting in return? Right. Just tell me what you're getting in return. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's a fan's lot. Right. There, there's that there's they don't have to worry about about what the practicality of it. It's 
damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. Get this guy out of here. I'm ready. We'll get, we'll find someone else. You know, look, that's another twosome that's figuring it out. Is it a perfect relationship in terms of understanding and execution? Probably not, but it's been pretty good up to this point. Is it a, is it a relationship that can continue to grow and open up new avenues for an offense? Maybe it's more limited. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what Sean's ultimate level of trust with Russ is in terms of how much of the offense he can trust to him. I think he's just trying to find ways right now to win with, and I don't want to say limitations because then it sounds like, because Russ is still making game-winning plays. I mean, he's still doing things that you need to do to win games, but I don't think that they have, I, I don't think that they're as free with the playbook as probably Sean ultimately would like to be. We'll continue this conversation more tomorrow okay? because there's a lot more meat on this bone. Yep. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Colorado State men's hoops achieved their highest ranking in program history. In what position is Chris Bryant expected to play for the Rockies next season? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman tomorrow. And the auction is open online right now, 16th Street Fitness Gallery. And Greeley, I should say, is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Go to RollerAuction.com to get involved. And if you want to hear about upcoming auctions, go to RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, congratulations to Garrett Bowles. He's been nominated by the Broncos for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at argonautliquor.com. Alrighty, guys, just in case you missed it, after beating Colorado last Wednesday, Colorado State Hoops had another big win on Saturday, beating Washington by five. Uh, this week, the Rams came in at number 12 in the coaches' poll and number 13 in the AP poll. Those are the highest rankings in the history of the program. Also, Isaiah Stevens won back-to-back Mountain West Player of the Week awards. 
Thoughts on CSU achieving their highest ranking ever? Nico Medved is a fantastic coach. Uh, he did it at Drake. That's all you need to know. He did it Don't at insult Drake. My parents. Don't insult my parents' alma mater. Did your parents go to Drake? They both did. Really? In Des Moines. At Des Moines. Yes. Des Moines. Well, that's a very prestigious academic institution. Very difficult place to win because they are not generally... They're prestigious academically? Yes, very much so, Drake. My, my parents went there. Uh, are you sure they're prestigious academically? Uh, Drake, yes. Okay. All right, just checking. Uh, uh, yeah. Very small Division One yep. in the Missouri Valley. Now, the heavyweights aren't there anymore, but um, but oh, that's all you need to know. This guy was able to do it at that level, and the way that he's done it here is quite remarkable. He, Ali Farouk Manesh, was his top assistant. Those guys just do a fantastic job, and they are a fun team to watch. Yeah. Fun. If I'm not mistaken, this is the highest ranking by either Colorado or Colorado State since the 1960s. Colorado was ranked in the top 10 mm. back then, back yeah. in the 1960s. Okay. Good for Colorado State. I, I just don't know if college basketball will ever truly catch on in this state. But if it's going to, this is the team potentially to do it. Isn't it odd to live in a state where college basketball barely elicits? I, I mean. Well, but you got to hold on a second. I mean. Hold on. Hold mm. on. You, the majority of your career was in. Kansas, Kansas and Wichita State, in which they have what Xavier McDaniel's is that right? Oh yeah, Xavier McDaniel, Antoine Carr, Cliff Levingston, right? Ozell so, Jones. So Wichita State had a nice run at a time, and then you cover Kansas. Back then, mm-hmm. Kansas is always good. In Kansas, Kansas State is good too. In, in Kansas, basketball is king. Oh my God, yes. Until K State started taking off in football. Mm-hmm. Then again, I don't believe you were around when Gail Sayers played. No, I wasn't around then. At Kansas, right? I, I, I wasn't. Thank you. I wasn't around then. Well, you were alive. You just I, I, was, I was alive, yes. There's some basketball states like Kansas and Indiana, Kentucky, then there are football states. Yes. But the funny thing is, this is not a basketball state. And is it really a college football state? Yeah. Not really. That's a fair question. No, it's a Broncos town. It is. Very much so. It's all about the professional sports teams Mm -hmm. around here. Yeah, it is. Yep, I would agree. All right, just in case you missed it, Rockies general manager Bill Schmidt said that the plan is to play Chris Bryant at first base next season. Uh, But Schmidt said, Schmidt and Bud Black said uh, they feel Bryant can still play some right field as well. Uh, The most games Bryant has played at first base in a season is 12 with the Cubs in 2021. You like the idea of playing Chris Bryant at first base? I like the idea of spring training, training a guy to be able to play first base. I like taking the pressure off of him somewhat defensively to concentrate on a stick that I still think can be productive. Um, I still think that Chris Bryant can be a good player for the Rockies. Now, how much he can help them win remains to be seen. I think pitching will have a lot more to do with that than anything else, but I've got no problem with them moving him to first base. I don't think he's a particularly accomplished outfielder anyway. Right. By the way, just a... Just a little fun fact for you. Sure. You know where the Dodgers started Jackie Robinson during his career? First base. First base. Played first base base in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't a first base. Yeah. And he didn't want to play first base. No. Well, and he ended up being... Got stepped on, too. Yeah, and he he ended up being a rookie of the year. 
Second as base. a second baseman. Right. So. All right, just in case you missed it, after Brock Purdy's four-touchdown game versus the Eagles, he is now the MVP favorite at 3-1, to one, just ahead of Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Right now, both Tyreek uh, Hill and Christian McCaffrey are 16-1 to one to win MVP. Do you think Hill, who could easily reach 2,000 receiving yards this year, and McCaffrey should receive more consideration for MVP? Are they quarterbacks? They're not. Okay, no. No. I mean, I don't I don't care if Tyreek Hill is the first one over 2,000. Doesn't make any difference to me. If if Brock Purdy continues on the on the way on his arch on this season, he's the MVP. By the way, on a side note, because you brought up the name Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey, if he retired today, is a Hall of Famer. Hmm. Because you have to look at his injuries. When yeah. he's on the field, yeah. Yeah. he's unbelievable. Oh, his level of production. When he plays is on another on another level. His career is very similar to Terrell Davis and Gail Sayers. Injured, but when they're on the field, electric. I'm gonna look into that. That's a that's a you've piqued my curiosity, my friend. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Because when you watch him play, you have to say you can't take your eyes off of him. And is he the best at what he does yes. in this generation? Clearly, yes. right? Yep. All right. That wasn't even hot take-ish. Well done. Are you suggesting I do hot takes? Every now and then. Wow. But you usually consider them pretty well. But, but here's the thing. You can call it a hot take. No, I don't think it is a see, hot take. See, to me, hot takes are things that you say when you don't believe them. Ah. Uh, well, you rarely do that then. Never. I, I think that you always believe what you're saying. Christian McCaffrey's a Hall of Famer. Okay. You, he, he's a lot of times the best player on the field. Hard to argue that. Right. But I think the MVP right now, if I were to give it out today, it would be Brock Purdy. I really do. Especially when you take him to where he was drafted. And when you stop to consider how much he's a part of the whole and he's not someone that distracts from what they're trying to do offensively. On offense, who's the most valuable guy on offense on the 49ers? Who's the most valuable? On offense. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. There you go. Yeah. He If he's the MVP of the team, mm-hmm. why is he not the MVP? How can Brock Purdy be ahead of him? Because he'll get more votes as a quarterback. I understand that, but that's illogical the, the, thinking. Well, it may be illogical thinking, but that's... I mean, I am counting on the consistency of how the MVP is voted for, for my statement that Brock Purdy will be the MVP. And Joe, oh, by the way, here's something to consider about Christian McCaffrey that nobody talks about. He's a terrific blocker. Sure. He he's, does everything. He's terrific. At, it, there's nothing he can't do. Right. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Uh, tomorrow is their anniversary sale. Happy anniversary, Argonaut Wine and Liquor. 15% off all liquor, 750 milliliters or larger, 20% off all wine, $2 off, 12 packs of beer. Argonaut delivers to the entire Denver metro area. Definitely order, right? Christmas right. is coming up. New Year's is coming up. But yeah. Argonaut wine and liquor off of Colfax. That's going to do it for us. Uh, great job today, Nigel. Same with you, Alex. Mo, welcome to the team. I know you are training today. Listen to everything that Nigel has to say. Do the opposite, and you'll be great. Make it the best possible day you can.